Welcome to Thoughts of a Veteran Christian Mental Health Dude. I'm your host, Rich Watson, and I'm really excited to be with you this week. Now, as many of you know, recently we did a survey where several of you provided me with potential topics to cover. As I've looked these over, one that really spoke to me was how we connect with our teens and youth. Looking at this topic, there may not be a huge portion of what's going to follow today that will hit our veteran population. However, I believe it will speak to our Christian population. Now, also, the survey talked pretty extensively about those of you who would like to see guests brought on the podcast. So that is exactly what we're going to be doing today. What follows is my first interview with an individual from our church. Her name is Randy. She's one of the youth at our church. She is currently a senior in high school and has been through the youth program and has really excelled and done well. And so what follows after this will be my interview with Randy. All right, we are excited, as we said today, because we have our first interview, and that is with Randy from my church. Randy, welcome to the podcast. Hi. So, hey, if you would, uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Of course. Um, I've been a member of this church for like my whole life, so I've never really known anything outside of it. So it's been a nice little shield to have. Um, I'm in high school, about to graduate, going to go off to college. Um, I do bowling. I haven't been as involved with the youth recently because I've been doing work and stuff like that. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much me. So you're getting ready to graduate. What are the big plans after graduation? Um, I plan on going to probably Brigham Young University, majoring in psychology, and then going to go to Brigham Young University Law School and get my law degree and then be a criminal prosecutor. Outstanding. So you've got some pretty big plans, huh? Yes. Awesome. And psychology is one of my favorite subjects, so I hope you'll enjoy that. Yeah, me too. So if you would, talk to me a little bit about your experience you've had with the youth program at your church. Um, for me, it's, let's see, I joined it when I was 12 because they hadn't made the change to where, you know, you could join earlier. So I joined when I was 12 and I've had a bunch of different leaders in it, but overall I've had like, even though I've had multiple different people leading me, I've still had the same type of leaders leading me to where it's people that are invested in the church, people that have been members of the church for the majority of their life, um, I've definitely seen changes as new youth have come in and have, and I'm, how youth have left. Um, it's grown and it's become a huge part of my life, a huge thing that I'm very grateful for because it has definitely made my foundation in the church a lot stronger. Okay. One of the things you mentioned is you've had a lot of leaders change. As leaders have changed, have you found that, uh, or how have you found that to impact you as you've had to uh, grow with changing leaders? Um, I've definitely seen that like I've changed because I've had leaders where they were just my leaders. They didn't really connect with me well. And so that was a little more difficult. I definitely relied on myself and my family a lot more during that time. And then I've had leaders where they have connected with me more of like a friendship level than a leader level. And that was, it was good and it was bad, but it was definitely different. And it allowed me to see them on a more personal level instead of just a leader level. And that definitely helped understand some of the things that they were saying, understand it better. Um, and then I've also had leaders where I was leading with them. And I was also like, I was a youth leader. And that, I think that was definitely one of the best times because I got to really understand all the effort that goes into it and to see how it like really impacts you. And that was definitely, that was definitely great. 
So one of the things you said that I want to hit on for a minute is you said you had some leaders that really connected with you and some who didn't. Uh, talk about those leaders that connected with you. What did they do in your mind that helped you connect better with them? So I think the leaders that I connected with a lot more, we definitely had personalities that just naturally click. And I have had leaders where my personality does, personality does not click with them. And so that definitely helped or hurt the relationship. But I think other than that, it was just the fact that they were there for me and the fact that they would like, if I wasn't there for one Sunday, it was an immediate text. Hey, are you okay? Like, was there a reason you weren't here today? We really missed you. And I really appreciated that because it makes me feel like I'm wanted there. It made me feel like no matter what I want, like I was wanted there, they wanted me to be there. And so I think it was just the fact that I constantly knew that they were there for me and that like, I could always count on them that definitely helped me connect with them. Okay. Okay. So one of the things I'm kind of hearing is that their intentionality behind their actions is, is what's helping them connect with you and helping them get a, a better relationship with you. Yes, very much. So, so what about those that you didn't connect with? What was it about them? Uh, maybe outside of their personality, because you've already touched a little on that. Was there anything that they did that maybe caused you to not want to connect with them as much? Um, I think it was definitely, they had the mindset of let's focus on those who aren't here the majority of the time. And I know I've had my mom who was a youth leader at one point. She explained to me where there are times where you focus so much on those that are never there that you forget to appreciate those that are there. And I think that definitely had a huge impact because since I was coming every single Sunday or I was there every single Wednesday for the activities, they felt like, oh, we don't need to focus on Randy. She's always here. And so when I wasn't there, I didn't get any communication. And it was just like, okay, she wasn't there. She'll be back next week. And it's like, and so that definitely impacted the way that I saw them and the way that they saw me to where I could see that it was more, let's focus on those that are never here instead of those that always are here. And I think that's interesting. We've talked about that a lot uh, recently on the podcast and, and in other venues where the pastors and leaders of churches are spending a lot of time trying to connect with those that are, are not there, those that aren't coming, that they fa fail to kind of spend that time with those that are actually already there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the other thing you said was that you had talked about how the uh, connection with your leaders uh, would kind of vary from leader to leader. And you said you had leaders of different ages and things of that nature. Um, talk a little bit about that. Has, has that impacted how you connected with them, their ages and their experiences? Um, I think it definitely has, especially as our youth program has changed and developed, because there are some leaders who still try to go off of what they learned and how the youth program was when they were in the youth program. And with our youth, it is so drastically different than what it used to be, because we've gone through things that no other leader has gone through as a youth. We've had a pandemic hit us where we weren't able to be with our youth leaders and we weren't able like there were three years where I didn't know who my youth leaders were and I hadn't talked to them. So I think it's just definitely the age and definitely the understanding and the level of understanding that they have for us has definitely affected like whether or not I've connected with them and whether or not they've been a good leader to me. Just being there and understanding that we are different and we're not the same youth as how they were when they were youth that definitely will change whether or not they were a good leader to me. I think there's two things you hit on there that I actually really want to address, if that's okay with you. Of course. Uh, one of them is, and, and these kind of ball up into the same thing, but is that generational gap uh, that can exist. You know, if you have somebody that's my age 
who still has a passion for helping youth, there's a big difference between when I was a youth in the 80s and 90s versus now. But then also that um, that youth leaders should really avoid comparing uh, where they were at at 15, 16 years old to where you're at at 15, 16 years old. Uh, give me your thoughts on that. Um, I think it's definitely like shown a difference, especially with youth, not with, with youth leaders that weren't members when they were our age and like they converted afterwards. That definitely showed a difference because then they were trying to compare us to them, but they didn't have the gospel at the time. And so that definitely showed a difference because they were comparing us to them, even though they were definitely going to make different decisions because they didn't have a church versus leaders who put aside that and put aside the generational gap and just took it as I'm your leader. I'm here to teach you about this church and to be here for you. I think those were the best leaders that I had because they were just there for me. They taught me what I was supposed to be learning. They were a good example to me and they weren't saying, oh, well, you should be at this point in your life. They kind of took it for where I was and they worked with me through that. So you just said something else that I want to hit on. It's like, you know what I'm going to say ahead of time almost. You said they took it for what it was. Uh, one of the things I struggled with a lot is leaders who didn't want to meet me where I was at. They, they wanted to meet me where they felt like I should be at. Uh, do you feel that leaders in church today are, are meeting youth where they're at or trying to push them into somewhere they want them to be? Um, I feel like there's some who, like, I feel like there's both for each side. There are leaders who are very understanding and are very much, it's your life, it is your decisions, you will get to whatever point you need to be at when you need to be at that point. And leaders like that, they definitely have a better connection with the youth because the youth are drawn towards them because they understand, okay, no matter what I'm going through, this person will be there for me and they will take it for what it is. And then you have other leaders who are saying, well, you should be at this point already. Why aren't you here yet? And I feel like at some points, those can, be, those can be good leaders because sometimes you do need that tough love and you do right. need someone telling you, hey, you should maybe be doing this instead. Absolutely. But, but at other times, it comes off a little bit as, well, why aren't you there yet? And then you're like, well, maybe I should be changing stuff. So I think it's definitely good to experience both of those leaders at some point in your time. That way you can understand both sides of the argument. But I think those who do meet youth where they are, they tend to be the lead, the leaders that youth are drawn towards and the leaders that youth want. Okay. When you say leaders that youth want, um, maybe distinguish between want and need. Is there a difference there? I think there's definitely a big difference there because there are some youth where they want a leader that can be their friend. Right. And then there's some youth that want a leader that can be their leader. Like for me, I have had leaders who wanted to just be my friend and they wanted to talk about what all was going on with my life, what relationships I had. And as much as I appreciated that, because then I knew, okay, there's always someone I can talk to. There were times where I needed them to be my leader and I needed them to say, Hey, here's what you need to do, or here's what I think you should do. And I didn't have that. And there were points of my life where that was, it, it sucked to not have a leader versus having that friend. Like there were times where I definitely was like, I need a leader right now. And so I think the want is to always have that leader friendship. But I think there are definitely times where you need just a leader instead of just a friend. 
And I think that's an absolutely perfect way of stating that you, you want to have a leader that's a friend, but you need to have a leader. I think that's very well said. Thank you. Uh, so going into in a, a specific question, we've kind of danced around this already, but as someone who's uh, getting ready to, to kind of quote unquote graduate uh, from a youth program and into adulthood, what are some things that you maybe wish your leaders did better uh, during your time in the youth program? Um, I think, like I said, definitely focusing on those who are always there, like not all the time, because we still need to focus on those who aren't there. But I feel like every once in a while, just saying, hey, thank you for being here. I know it takes effort. And I know that you're taking the time out of your life just to be here. Thank you for that. Um, I think there could definitely be a lot more putting some pressure on the youth. Because in our church, it's said that it's a youth-led program with adult support. And I have barely seen that happen. It tends to be youth-led when the leaders think it will work out. And I feel like, yes, if you see that an activity that they've planned is about to fail, yes, it would be nice to just jump in and be like, okay, let me save you. Let me help you. But I need that failure because I need to know, okay, here's what went wrong. Let me address this. And so, and then I could go into leadership positions later on in my life, continue to do the same thing. And I would never know that there was a problem. But if I have that leader who's there saying, okay, I'm going to let you fail because you need to learn this, it would definitely be a lot more helpful. So I think just actually being there to support the youth instead of saying, okay, well, I'm going to help you like, yes, help me, but also let me fail. Cause I definitely need that. So I think that's something that they could work on is definitely more support. Um, and then, like I said, that connection to where you're my leader when I need a leader and you're my friend when I need a friend, not all the time, one or the other. Okay. All right. I definitely appreciate that. I like how you mentioned uh, having youth lead a little more, putting a little bit of pressure on them to maybe step out of their comfort zone and not just be the one who's sitting in the back doing, doing nothing and having youth step up and lead. Uh, you know, one thing I think you and I've talked about in the past a little bit is during like Sunday school classes and church and things of that nature is allowing youth to be able to answer questions with, with their own words and without saying that they were wrong. And I know I've taught a few lessons for you and you've commented on that. Uh, when you're in lessons with leaders, how does it help if uh, when they try to allow you more to answer questions versus tell you what the answer is? I think it definitely, it makes you think because it allows you to see, do I actually understand what I'm learning right now? Because if you can't come up with an answer on your own, maybe you're not comprehending what's being taught to you. And maybe you need to focus on that versus where we sit there in silence and then they say the answer. And plus it makes the lessons better, uh, in my opinion, when the youth are asked to answer, because then you get to see the insight that maybe some leaders aren't seeing and you get to see the youth perspective in it. And it definitely allows you to grow as a youth because then you start developing your own mindset and your own opinions and your own viewpoints when you give those answers. And so how important is it to you at your stage, especially getting ready to graduate and go out into the world, that you've had leaders that have hopefully allowed you to develop your own thoughts and opinions and ideas regarding different gospel topics? It was very important for me, and it still is very important to me, especially with topics that are like controversial or not necessarily controversial, but ones that a lot of people nitpick on or they don't fully understand. I think them allowing me to understand that and like make my own opinions on it it definitely helped me because now I can go out into the world with 
this strong foundation in the gospel and say, here's what I know, here's what I believe, and here's what I have formed my own opinions on instead of, well, they told me this my whole life. Maybe that's what I believe. I can say confidently, like, I understand this. I believe this. Awesome. And I love that you use the word confidently there. That's, that's one of the things for me that I hope my children display when they get out of the home is that confidence in their decisions and where they stand. So to, to recap kind of some of the things you said you wish, and then I want to go into maybe some things you've seen youth leaders do really well. Uh, recap some of the things you talked about. We talked about, you know, meeting leaders, meeting youth where they were at. We talked about kind of addressing the, the generation gap and the avoiding of compare, comparing. Uh, we also talked about allowing the youth to answer for themselves. And we even talked about the youth taking up uh, more opportunities to lead. Does that kind of sum up some of those things? Yeah, you did it pretty good. All right. Thanks. I appreciate that. Thank of you. Of course. So let's go to the flip side of that. You know, um, obviously, like you said, there have been some really good youth leaders that you've had. Uh, what are some things that they have done uh, that you feel like youth leaders should continue to do? Um, I think youth leaders should continue to just be there in general. And one of my youth leaders that I had, she said that what she wanted us to know by the time that we were done with this youth program or by the time she was done being our leader was that God loves us and that she loves us. And I can say with full confidence that I felt that when, by the time that she was done being my youth leader, I could tell that she had that strong love for us because of the amount of effort that I saw that she put into the program. And I think that just knowing how much they care about us and how much they're there for us is definitely helpful. And it is definitely nice to know, okay, I have someone that's leading me that actually cares about me and isn't just doing it because they were asked to do it. I think that was definitely helpful. And I think also for them to continue to show the effort that they're putting into it. Cause I personally, for me, I'm a planner. I like to know what all goes into an activity instead of just showing up. And so I think I've had leaders where they told us ahead of time, okay, here's what's happening or here's the plan for this activity. Like I think allowing us to know ahead of time and have that planning and knowing the effort that went into it, that was definitely a make or break and whether or not I saw them as a good leader. So I got a few things there that I thought were pretty cool. You talked about uh, your leaders being there and, and just showing up in that respect. You also talked about effort. Uh, when you talk about effort, I, I heard a while back that God rewards effort. Uh, in other words, if you're trying, God's happy. Uh, as a youth, when you see your leaders putting in effort, does that work? Um, I think it does, but I also feel like if you put in effort without actually like having a desire to do it, then I think it's kind of a hit or miss because knowing that they're putting in effort because they actually care and because they actually want to be there definitely changes versus they're putting in effort because they were just asked to do something. And so I think knowing that the effort that they're putting is genuine and that it is their desire to be putting in that effort, I think that definitely has a difference. Okay. All right. Now, the other thing you mentioned, and um, uh, this is right up my alley, I'm a huge planner. You know, if I get uh, to church on a Sunday morning and somebody says, hey, we have a meeting that night and they didn't tell me about it, the chances of me going are going to be relatively slim. Uh, So you talked about having youth leaders that plan ahead and also inform you of that plan. Uh, how, how, How substantial has that been when you have leaders do that in helping you move forward? Um, It was very, very helpful. I've had leaders where they formed social media pages just for the youth, and they would put posts on there at least two weeks in advance saying, okay, here's this next activity, 
or I've had leaders where they gave us a calendar with all the activities. And that was very beneficial to me because like for me, like I said, I'm very busy. I have work. I'm going to start bowling soon. I have a bunch of different activities coming up, but if I know, okay, there's this activity happening, I can clear my schedule and put aside time for that activity. And so I think just allowing to see that the plan is happening, it allowed me to be able to be there and actually be a part of the youth program. And it's helped me to know, okay, if I like this and I like the planning ahead, maybe I can start doing that myself with friends or in my future jobs to do the same thing and put the same effort and planning into it. Okay. Outstanding. And I think you hit something too. There is uh, the modeling behaviors point, right? I think as leaders, uh, we need to try to model the behaviors that we'd like our youth to follow. Uh, like you just mentioned planning. It would be uh, absurd of me to talk to you about planning and how good that is for your life. When you see me say, Hey, uh, thanks for showing up on youth night tonight. I have no clue what we're doing. Yes. Um, um, one of the other things I wanted to talk out, uh, talk out a little bit is as you look at your leaders, obviously their goal is to also teach you about Christ and, and help you form your relationship with Christ. As you look at your leaders who have done that in the past, how have they been effective in connecting you with Christ? I think they've been very effective. I've had many different leaders. I've had many different activities that were leader-led, youth-led, stuff like that. And I think just knowing, like knowing them and knowing the amount of time that they're taking out of their life, because they have lives, they have children, they have families, they have other things going on, but they still take the time to plan these lessons to teach me about the gospel and to teach me what's important. And then I see them acting through that. It's definitely drawn me closer to Christ. It's allowed me to form my own relationship with him. I've had leaders that have allowed me to see the importance of him and the importance of the atonement, stuff like that. I've had leaders allow me to see the importance of blessings and what can come from having a relationship with Christ. And I think them, they were definitely beneficial in my relationship and the, the relationship I formed with him. Okay, great. So, so, and I think that's, that's absolutely spot on. And as we look at some of the things you said, you talked about leaders being there, uh, showing love, putting forth a sincere effort and desire, planning ahead of time, modeling the behaviors and making sure they're, they're teaching of Christ. Uh, does that kind of sum up some of the things you think leaders should be doing? Yes, sir. Outstanding. So now with all that being said, if it came to, uh, if the church came to Randy and said, Randy, design your ideal youth program, what would that look like? Oh, that's, that's tough. Um, I think my ideal youth program would be definitely one that youth show up to because that's a huge thing. You can't really have a youth program if youth aren't there. Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> I would have, I would get rid of all the drama and things that keep youth from clicking with one another because I've noticed in my own youth groups, there are certain people that don't click with each other and that then forms rifts within the youth. And so I would try to keep that out. Um, I would find leaders that genuinely want to be there and leaders that don't do, like aren't there just because they've been asked to be there, leaders that are there because they actually care about the youth. Um, I would have activities that were youth planned, activities that were leader planned, because I feel like you need like I said, you need those activities that are fully youth planned, but then you also need some activities that are leader planned because there are some things that we need to learn from the leaders versus from the youth because the youth haven't experienced it yet. Um, and I just, I think it would be a program based on Christ and based on love 
and understanding that all are welcome. There's no judgment because that's a huge part of being a member of any church is that all are welcome. Outstanding. Now, I want to hit on one thing you said there, um, drama in a youth program. It's going to happen when you get a bunch of youth together. I don't care what denomination of church you are. Uh, when you get to different ages, you know, we're talking about youth, usually ages 12 to 18. Uh, the drama is going to come up. Yes. What do you think a, a good youth leader, what do you think their role should be when that drama starts to kind of bubble up? Um, I think it should be like at first, let the youth try to figure it out, because if you don't let them figure it out, like I said, they're never going to learn. Um, but I think it should start with, you know, letting them figure it out. And then if it gets to a point where you can tell it's not being fixed, not necessarily step in, but just try to figure out what is causing the problem and see if there's anything you can do to fix that. And then if it gets to the point where it continues, obviously go to either the youth themselves or go to the youth's parents and then see if you can get that fixed because I've had leaders where they didn't do anything about it. And so it never got fixed and the problem just kept growing and it was terrible. And then I've had leaders where they stepped in too early where they thought there was a problem, but really it was just a one-time thing. Oh, we're mad at each other. And so then that ended up causing more problems because we're like, well, why are you stepping in? And so I think just allowing it to you know settle first see if it's an actual problem and then if it is then stepping in that definitely was like definitely is a, a huge thing all right yeah and i can definitely understand that right even in um in the business world when we're trying to give feedback to somebody we have to get all the information before we can do it so why wouldn't uh this be any different in that respect yes so, all right so my final question for you uh how has being part of an active youth program helped you draw closer to christ um, it's helped me a lot to draw closer to Christ because I've seen the way my life is with this active youth program versus those who don't have any form of active youth program. And I've seen the decisions I make versus the decisions ma they make. And I've seen how my family is versus their family. My family is very close and it's because it's Christ centered. Like my parents met over like through the church. And so I think having that relationship with Christ and having our family set based off like based upon him and having that as the center of our foundation it is a huge part of my life and it will be a huge part of my life as I continue to, go, to grow and continue to leave the youth program and I just I think that without the youth program I would be lost I don't think I would have the genuine relationship that I do have with Christ and so I think it's been a huge benefactor in what my life is like outstanding. And, and hearing you say something like without the youth program, I would be lost uh, lets me know that even though there are improvements that we could make in a youth program uh, for the leaders that are genuinely putting an effort and the youth that are genuinely putting an effort, uh, it's still a success. Yes, yes, it is. Absolutely. Well, Randy, thank you so much for your time today. You are our first ever guest and I thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Of course. Thanks for having me. Now, for those of us who have the honor and privilege of working with youth, I hope some of what was said today uh, here resonates with you. Now, for me, it is all about real connection. It's about meeting our youth where they are and helping them find Christ and pointing them to Christ, providing them with both temporal and spiritual tools that they can utilize throughout their life. Rich out.